Well, good morning there, Breakfast with the Broker, every Tuesday morning at 9 a.m. or thereabouts. Uh, we had a little technical difficulties, but uh, we are on um, live now, and we have a special, I mean special, I mean special treat. Um, so without further ado, and now, by way of Columbia, Missouri, she was the 2018 National Association of Realtors president. She is the CEO of Remax Boone Realty. She's a proud supporter of Children's Miracle Network. She loves anything Madonna. She is an international motivational speaker and an entrepreneur. She self-describes herself as a plain old person from mid-Missouri with a whole lot of energy. Three, two, one, own it. She is Elizabeth J. Mendenhall. Oh my gosh, you never know what's out there on the internet that you're going to find. <laughs> Good morning. David is so sweet and kind. He's like claiming technical difficulties. It's almost 9 a.m. Central time. <laughs> but nice to see you. Nice to see you. Um, you know, I, I got to say, you know, it, it's obviously a, a huge pleasure um, to bring you on. And um, as we were talking off air, you're very well respected industry and um, we we appreciate all the service that you've done for the National Association of Realtors and your local association as well. So, well, and I, I want to say I've got you. I, you know, I know um, sometimes again, like your agents, you know, it's like, what does my broker do? And I will tell you, David, that I love following you. You are always providing like good comment on our Remax forums and chats and I love seeing what you're doing. So, it's an honor for me to be here with you today and to say <laughs> Well, thank you. So let's I'm talk a little bit about office, seeing like what's in the background that I can steal or like get ideas from. It, yeah. it's, my, it's my numbers. I really need to update those. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then I have my favorite picture. So it's five years oh. harder to kidnap. Great. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about leadership. Um you know, what does leadership mean to you? Oh, my gosh. Um, I think, you know, it's such a big word, um, but it's so small and kind of simple at the same time. And, you know, I think it's taking care and taking charge. You know, I, um, you know, this year, of course, <laughs> I mean, how many times can we say it? It's been kind of different been kind of crazy. I was just talking with Rebecca, your wonderful staff person who helps coordinate all this. And, uh, you know, I, I was able to lead the National Association, very honored to lead in 2018, but I can't imagine doing that this year. You know, <laughs> when COVID hit, um, you know, it was all hands on deck for my office and for my agents. And I think that's part of what leadership is. It's about, you know, are you taking care of the community and does the community know that you're there um, to be the one who can support them and help them when things happen? Absolutely. Complicated than that. Yeah. We're, um, you know, you know, for for viewers that you know don't know, obviously you're in uh, Missouri, and you know how has Missouri handled um, COVID? You know, um, are the numbers, um, you know, high? Is it, uh, you know, how is the real estate market? Were they, you know, an essential state? You know, that kind of thing. We've been essential from the get go, so that was really nice. Um, you know, Missouri's all across the board, like many states are. You know, it's different. I'm in a college town. And so we're kind of grappling right now with the college kids coming back. Our numbers are kind of sky high. We made some national news over the weekend because our positivity rate was over 50%. So wow. we're trying to figure that out. At the same time in our state, our governor has been one of the most lenient as far as policies go. We've been able to have concerts, you know, the entire time we kind of ended up on 
the news in the get-go of uh, Memorial Day or Lake of the Ozarks, which I get so many questions asked about Ozarks because of the Netflix show. But I think, um, you know, I think overall our market's been crazy busy. You, you know, it's been it's been up for sure, but it's more so just like any place. The inventory has been so short, so in such low supply that it's really busy. You know, when houses come on the market, like, you know, we're racing and going crazy, just kind of like every every place else is. Our, our, uh, our resort communities are going through the roof, as I know Florida is with people buying second homes, or at least shifting. Shifting is my word for the year, and I think we'll see that going into 2021. Well, Florida's, you know, used to making the news. Uh, we make the news for everything stupid, so uh, we do a good job. Uh, <laughs> whether it's voting, <laughs> whether it's uh, all kinds of stuff, you know, we won't get into all that. But, uh, you know, uh, you know, it's, it is, you know, funny because, you know, when you say Missouri, you know, people automatically, you know, Ozarks, right? You know, because of the show and stuff like that. Um, are you even close to, like, where's Columbia? <laughs> smacked up in the middle right between Kansas City and St. Louis so it's great um, because we can get to either one in two hours kind of have that big area our town's about um, that's about 150,000 in the county that'll grow with the students coming in about 25 to 30,000 and then Ozarks is just about an hour hour and 15 minutes south so it's kind of the you know premier you know kind of weekend getaway spot. A lot of people will have second homes there, and I will say there is a lot on the show that is that is true. They don't have gambling yet, though. They're certainly trying to. If they did, that would be a big big deal. That's awesome. And how did you get in? You know, you know, obviously you're a broker, um, you know, CEO um, of your company, and you know it's. You know, how did you get into the real estate business? And then maybe a second part question is, you know, how did you decide that you wanted to actually serve in a um, realtor association capacity? Sure. So I'm part of the, you know, um, if your family does it, kind of get in and jump in. I'm I'm actually a sixth generation realtor. We've been selling kind of real estate since 1894 in mid-Missouri. I was in school and I was managing a restaurant, kind of working my way through school had they had a local chain so i ended up being a manager they had five um restaurants so i was, I was doing a lot of hiring and and sometimes firing of, of people along the way and i went to my dad at one point and i i it just i don't know i said you know i'm thinking i said what if i what if i came and worked for you and he's like no nope, that's not an option i was like oh okay and i think david i didn't understand the difference between being a agent and like working for the company, you know, at that point in time, understanding the two. So about two years later, he came to me and he said, you know, and I have a position now and his assistant was leaving. And he said, if, if you want to interview it, you can. So I interviewed for two hours with my dad in the car and, you know, asking your strengths, weaknesses, where do you want to go? All those things, which was kind of a crazy conversation. And my mom said, you know, if you're young, you get started, you, you love it, you get a head start on things. If you're not, you're young, young enough, you can go do something else. So that was in 96. He was actually national president in 2001. Um, almost 50% of the people who have been president of our local association, which is only 650, it's a real, it's a real small association, have been from our office. So we have this culture of involvement and um, we've had, you know, women's council presidents, local presidents, and, and now, you know, just so much involved state presidents in our office. So when an agent came to me and she said, you need to go to this state meeting, 
Um, she was our state women's council president. And I was like, oh, okay, you know, I'll, I'll show up. All right, I'll go to support her. That was my job working in the office to support her. And I showed up at the meeting and my dad was kind of coming down the stairs. He's like, what are you doing here? <laughs> I was like, well, I, I thought that's what we did. You know, I just kind of thought that's what we did. And and so then along the way, um, what I what I found was that being involved, and I think I'm sure you have found this along the way. I mean, it really gives you an insight more as to what's happening in the industry, what tools are available that we can use as a brokerage to help support our agents. Um, you know, I was involved in the forms, which I think was so critical of understanding and knowing those documents that we're doing to represent our clients. Um, I, I really kind of leaned towards the education and more strategic planning side, but I got dragged in to chair a legislative committee and someone said, no, you have to do this. You have to understand this process. And, you know, a single piece of legislation can change this industry just overnight, overnight. And so we have this power to be involved in that and to be part of that and a responsibility if we want to have the flexibility and freedom that we do in our businesses and with our clients, you know, that we've got to take ownership of we're the ones who oversee this real estate industry and better us than someone who doesn't do it. So I kind of got hooked and, you know, you never know where it's going to take you and I you know I mean all along the way I remember there were kind of different touch points where it was like hey okay that's it I'm done that's enough and then someone kind of asks you and says hey you know will you will you do more and I think um you know we know this as a broker we know this we talk about this with our agents you know um you know do we have a career or do we have a calling you know, are we part of, you know, something that we just do every day or are we part of something bigger? And I think being involved in the association for me was that understanding that we could be involved in something a little bit bigger and it kind of feeds your soul, you know, and understanding that. And 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 I think and I find that with, um, you know, again, when people are kind of struggling or what do I do or not feeling a sense of community, which can be really hard in our industry, that that's a good balance to what we're doing every day in our offices and really bringing more purpose if you will, to our... Yeah, I mean, I, I love that. I mean, you know, I got um, I got roped into the association too. Um, yeah. <laughs> then, but, you know, it, it's funny because, you know, you, you know, I'm also, uh, you know, a, a nepotism uh, a product. And, um, you know, and we've been family owned and operating, not six generations, though, just, just oh, one. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. But, you know, when you get involved in the association, you know, it's not what you think it is, it's going to be. Um, yeah. I mean, it, it really becomes um, a family, but, you know, and, you know, imagine this, imagine, a, you know, a world in a society where you have people from all different walks of life of all different companies of all different stages of, of success and um, they're your friends, they're your family, and you're kind of making that next steps, um, you know, and being able to lean on those people. And that's what that association really kind of does. Um, maybe it's an unintended consequence, maybe it's an intended consequence, but I think that um, that's what I didn't understand. You know, um, I think that the service of our industry is so important more now than ever before, as data really, um, you know, it's been important before, you know, but as data, you know, keeps evolving and technology and AR and all these different um, AI and all this other stuff that's going to come out, you know, you need to be prepared, um, you know, and, and be one or two steps ahead. And 
Um, so, I mean, it's kind of a segue into, you know, what do you think the market's going to be like? What do you think real estate, is the real estate industry going to change in the next five years? Well, I hope so. I hope it changes every year, <laughs> you know, otherwise, <laughs> otherwise something's kind of going wrong. Um, yeah. And I think, I think this year has just kind of jumped us up to light speed in some areas where we knew we should have been way, way better. You know, um, there's, and it's not, there's not a single piece of technology that has been invented since March 15th. We have now used it differently. Finally, you know, um, we kind of lag behind because we are such a person to person business, a touch point business, you know, but now with this whole world has opened up to us of, of ways we can do things differently. And I, I actually appreciate the fact that COVID's continuing because it's forcing us to keep going with some of this, um, you know, and, and I think, again, it's, it, you know, consumers are now expecting it. We know we're in the prime, uh, you know, the millennials, they're the prime home buying and selling. And for many of the millennials, um, not, not, not behind them, you know, I mean, yes, there's a lot of college students, servers, that age group, restaurant workers who don't have jobs, but a lot of them weren't owning homes anyway. But the right. Who are really leading these tech revolutions and the companies and the data companies, they still have their jobs and they're looking for homes. They're building families. They're going to need homes. And it's there, you know, the good news is they're at the height of their home buying process. And the low inventory is part of what's, you know, jamming up with them as these 80 million people are now in this home buying stage. So will that continue? Absolutely. Will we still shift, shifts my word, right? Are we going to see a lot of shifting from, you know, I mean, you look at what I just see, was it Gap who's closing all of these stores? Well, you're talking about, you know, middle managers, upper managers of all of these corporations who are having these massively substantial financial shifts. Well, that, those now, now we're starting to get into Gen X, we're starting to get into baby boomers who aren't going to have those jobs. Are they going to be moving? Yes, you know, absolutely. Are our commercial executives, are they going to be shifting, you know, um, the ones who are managing the office space, the ones who are, you know, in charge of this? I mean, there's a lot of people that it takes, as you know, to manage a building, a physical building. And when you don't have that space anymore, whether it's cleaning, you know, um, supplying the coffee, you know, supplying, making sure that the light bulbs get changed, you know, in those spaces, is that all going to shift for sure? So I think we will see some of some of our probably more dramatic changes over the next couple of years as PPP money starts to dry up, unemployment starts to dry up, tax revenue and the basis are just plummeting in these cities. And the good news is people are going to need professional help along the way. And I say that they are going to need professional help because if they don't have professional help, they're already in a strapped financial situation and they will be able to get taken advantage of. And that's the piece that I worry about is the people who are looking to take financial advantage of um, homeowners, property owners, you know, we're going to have to be way more diligent about what we're advocating for, um, how our property is being managed, the, the processes on how it's being redistributed. And it's going to, it's going to take all of us to be part of that. Well, um, you said it perfectly. And I, you know, I think it's, um, you know, we do have a, uh, we, we got to be ahead of the curve um, and we got to really take into account, you know, these next two to four months 
um, because I think that, you know, we still have a pent up demand and, and, and you know, inventory is relatively low. Um, not to say that won't be the case, but it probably won't be the case in six months, eight months down the line. Um, you know, you'll have, you know, some kind of similar correction or, or, or something that, you know, that, that it's coming in. And, and it's really, you know, contributing factors are exactly what you what you stated. You know, so, um, when you start in 10 years out, right now we know that we are at one of the longest time periods where people have been in their homes. You know, they've been in their homes for 8 to 11. I mean, those numbers are fluctuating um, that they have been in a home, which is the longest we've seen in a, in a while. Well, why is that? Well, that's because 2008 market crashes, first-time homebuyer incentives, interest rates flip fall extraordinarily low. And so that keeps someone in their house for a long period of time. When they have that low interest rate, you know, even when it bumps up 1%, that's a 25% difference from when they bought, you know, maybe a house in 2008, 2010, 2011, during those time frames. So now what happens? Well, okay, interest rates drop even further, people shift, that'll shrink the time we've had in our, the time, you know, buyers or sellers are in their homes for a while. My brother, you know, he got an extraordinarily low rate two years ago. Well, now he's taking advantage of the rate. He's been in the house for two years. So that number will start to come down. But I think 10 years out, oh my gosh, that number starts to expand. And what I'm, you know, talking to my agents about all the time is, you know, when, when the average seller lived in their house for five to seven years, and now that number's up to, you know, eight to 10 years, you have to have double the clientele to maintain the same type of business that you're thinking about. So what can you do today to make sure that, I mean, it, it, I think it's logical 10, 15 years down the line, we're seeing people who have been in their homes for 10 and 15 years, and they're not moving because they got a, you know, 2.75 rate. So what can you do to build your business so that, you know, five years, 10 years out, you've got three times the database in your system. You've got to be doing that now, today, to make sure that you can be in this business for a while. And then couple that with, you know, changing demographics, AI, predictive analytics, knowing that um, you're going to have some recession, which could even be higher from other people tapping into your database. Get your databases organized and um, healthy. Absolutely. Love it. So I always uh, thank you very much for coming on. I, I, um, but I always end the, uh, the segment with um, uh, kind of two questions or a two part question. One is, your, what's your favorite like Netflix or streaming uh, series? And, okay. uh, and two, or what, what are you currently watching? <laughs> My favorite Netflix streaming or series. Um, I, I was all into Game of Thrones. Like that's the immediate thing that comes to my mind. Um, I will say that this summer I watched Anne with an E. I was it was like the cutest show ever. I was <laughs> every time I saw Anne with an E, um, and that was just like making me just tear up the whole time. I thought it was the sweetest could be. Currently, what I'm watching, I had never jumped into Schitt's Creek, and so uh, okay. that is where yeah. I am and loving just laughing at every moment of it. Awesome. Elizabeth, thank you so very much for coming on and uh, talking. I think uh, in summary, you know, we, we talked about leadership and we talked about, you know, getting your database right and organized and serving your industry. It's not just about you and, and all the people, but it's also about your legacy and how you really, um, you know, shine through and, and, and help and, you know, be part of something bigger than what you are. So um, I love it. What you're doing 
the vice president of your association and kind of moving up those ranks. And um, not only that, but you're such a leader in the REMAX network. I appreciate it. And, and that is part of our community that I lean into to get good information as we move forward. There's no better place to find things. You're the best. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, Elizabeth. Right, thank uh, very much. Breakfast with the Broker every Tuesday at 9 a.m. or thereabouts. Listen, we will have a special guest next week. Um, they are, we'll give you a, a little hint. They love video, video, video. And there's a bomb over here and with video. So we're going to have uh, a, a lot of fun with them. So we will talk with them, uh, discuss video, email marketing and such. Um, so next Tuesday at 9 a.m. Elizabeth, thanks so much. Always a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Take care.